Hello and welcome to this episode 12 of the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week has been mainly about the Stack Awards. Uh, We were over at the Ace Hotel all day yesterday with our judges, going through every single category uh, and figuring out our winners and our commended titles. And those winners will be presented with their trophies at our ceremony at the book club on Tuesday the 29th of November. There are still a few tickets available. It is going to sell out. So if you are interested in coming along and sharing that with us, uh, head over to the Stack website and you'll see links from there through to our Eventbrite page. Um, I did manage to squeeze in a little bit of non-award stuff this week though. So uh, on Monday, Charlotte Roberts and Bertie Brands from Mushpit Magazine came over to the office and they spoke about their latest issue, which is the biggest one they've made so far. And they were saying the one that's closest to what they originally set out to do. And actually this spoke really interestingly about the problems and anxieties that come with getting so close to the thing that you originally wanted to do. Um, They also spoke about this particular moment we're living in with the trauma that has been caused by Donald Trump and Brexit and, and really what they can hope to do as a satirical magazine um, to try to address some of those things that they and others are so frustrated by. I just think that they're full of like energy and ideas and I love speaking to them about what they do. So um, I hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation between the three of us. Oh, I should say um, I begin uh, before all these recordings I always ask people not to hit the table because it makes a horrible, loud banging noise. Um, they managed to hit the table literally within like 10 seconds of me saying that. So um, pop that out of your head at the beginning uh, and uh, and enjoy our conversation uh, that was recorded in the dungeons at Somerset House. So I'm here with uh, Charlotte Roberts and Bertie Brands from Mushpit Magazine. Thank you very much for coming out in the rain. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We have nice steaming hot cups of tea. Thank God. Us now uh, in the dungeon Maker Burst. <laughs> Sorry, actually, it was one table. I actually time. just said don't hit the table. That was really annoying. <laughs> it's out of my system. <laughs> it was okay. my phone case not correctly in its little casing if anyone wonders. Fine. Okay, Sean, do you feel like you need to hit the table before we start? No, no, no. I'm just going to rest these here. Okay, just in case. Maybe I'm <laughs> away. No, that's it. I'm done. Okay. Um, so, Mushpit Magazine uh, has, we've just had the new issue come out. Yes. And the thing that I say every time I like to talk about the magazine in any way is the way that it keeps on changing. So, the this magazine, like, keeps on evolving so can you in two minutes tell us where did this magazine start from and where is it now yes we can it might be shorter than two minutes even even better um it started as a conversation between us we always say and we've maintained the one strand which has kind of Mm. been maintained throughout every issue as we evolve kind of in materials and also um, content um, is that it's always a conversation between us so it's full of um, 
agree like emphatic agreements but also like kind of quite a lot of confusion and disagreement and just discussion um which makes it really organic and hopefully kind of relatable mm. so that's something that stayed the same and then I guess it's it's like vaguely each issue is vaguely based around the theme mm. but that is like very loose and it's just kind of for our own sake to have a sort of structural anchor in some way so this was the crisis issue the last issue was the motherhood issue um had the confusion issue mm-hmm. so it's I mean they all kind of cover similar ground in that it's a lot of confusion yeah. and um yeah as Bert said discussion but I think the difference with this one it's like it's the biggest one we've done so it's like the most the broadest amount of content the most contributors we've ever had um probably the most work we've ever put into it yeah. um and like blood sweat and tears and also like we've said previously each issue kind of grows up with us it's not as we started, we were like 20, 21. And now we're 26. Now we're 19. Yeah, exactly. Um, weirdly. Um, so weird. And yeah, so each issue, I guess, has like um, issues or problems that are relatable to our age and our peer group and the pressures that come with that. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of, so you've mentioned the, the themes that you change for each issue, but the... Going back further, you were very zine Yeah. So it was yes. a, it was like a very cheaply produced magazine, and you've gradually stepped it, was, it up it into this now like big, thick, perfect bound magazine. In terms of the, you know, you started with this response to uh, mainstream women's publishing, so fashion is still in there. Yeah. The you've had a very strong emphasis on feminism, but a particular view of feminism yeah yeah politics has come in so they're yeah. like where like this is all kind of washing around in there yeah. like where do you see the magazine as it is now how would you define it as it is now yeah it's it's weird because it was cheap when we started issues one two and three i would say they were cheaper we could have made them really cheap and you could have photocopied them yeah. yeah and like totally kind of like flooded whatever our friend group and onwards with photocopied zines which is obviously a huge culture feminist zine culture but we've always sort of been interested in that glossy full colour medium as a way of parodying something that we were always really passionately kind of disillusioned by or we just would find it so funny and so we've kind of now with this issue actually been able to fulfil the dreams of the earlier issues but what's scary is like now we've done that how do we develop Mm. on that so this one is a really natural progression from issue eight it has the same structure so three different stocks of paper separating three sections which works really well but much of it's all about kind of like spontaneity and like mistakes and progress conversation and changing our minds so what's interesting now i guess for us is how issue 10 Mm. is gonna like what will issue 10 be like who knows maybe a cd or like maybe it will be that (laughs) weird girl riot girl z like i have no idea because you've achieved this central goal that you set out for and now you need to do something else exactly i think it is the most like we always found it harder in the earlier days to like 
not not harder, but we were always trying to translate what we had in our head onto the page. And sometimes, like, we would understand it, but it wasn't easily digestible to perhaps everyone, yeah. which would be the frustration in, like, bridging the gap between what, like, madness was in our minds, the madness on the page, all being mad, but not necessarily making sense, which is the beauty of it in itself. But with this one, it seems like it was a tangible, like, communication of it all mm. coming out, like fully formed mm. as we'd wanted it to so yeah it's kind of scary in that I don't think we felt that way about any previous issue like the previous issue we were like yeah we like it but blah 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 like it could have been so much yeah. better and there was obvious gaps not saying like this one's perfect but yeah. it kind of is for us so now it's yeah developed like how do we just repeat that or like do we go somewhere like weirdly no, different we that's a strange thing we have to go it's different like we can't repeat it because the problem, the, the beauty of like all the early mosh pits is seven out of ten people that we know would pick it up and be like, mm, don't really like it. Yeah. And like, you know, like cool graphic designer, fashion art director people would always be a bit like, mosh pits a bit like weird and not in a good way. Which mm. at the time we were so upset and furious so about hurt. And now my biggest fear is someone looking at our mag and being like, oh, it kind of reminds me of x y and z which yeah. you can also buy on the high street yeah like that's horrifying so being able to kind of like change the change the medium somehow i don't know what it will be i think that's pretty unlikely though i think yeah. it's pretty unlikely that anyone would see this magazine and say this reminds me of x y z because yeah. for me you are doing something that is so absolutely of your own yeah 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 the, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I could say that this is like something else. Yeah. The th- I think the thing that I find really interesting is watching this progression and the the way that the magazine is changing structurally mm. as much as anything. Because obviously you're responding to the events that we have around us, and it's yeah. an interesting time to be making a satirical magazine at the yes. moment. Plenty to well, be satirical about. Yeah, exactly. Actually, what are we talking about next one? Next one's gonna be so easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so much, and no one does it. Like, also, no one does it for. It's not like much of it is. Let's be honest. Like for women, in the sense of like we provide a voice that we don't see reflected elsewhere, unless it's kind of channeled through brands. But at the same time, I feel like satire for young people, which isn't just like what Twitter yes. kind of irony isn't really anywhere or it's like old establishment like private eye men who obviously we love but it's men and it is like it's like that Hogarth like sort of like ha 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 cartoon that's like a little bit smug and a little bit bit like yeah exactly fears there like very easily and also I think what's interesting with each issue is like we really like vacillate between like one extreme and another so last issue being the motherhood issue it's all about like comfort and like enclosing yourself and then this is like crisis where we literally just like vomited it all on the page like because it was obviously this year has been like hideous and personally and like in the world everything's like in complete flux so I think now the next issue is going to have to I don't know how but it's almost going to be again like a difference a point of difference from the being the crisis issue yeah in some way but it always just happens like as we experience things that's why we have to have a break yeah after each issue because we almost have to like go back out into the world and be like, okay, Bert's doing this, or I'm doing this, and this happened to me, and like, oh my god, and then we start again the conversation, and then it happens, like, yeah. so then you have to have that, and then you have that intense period of two months where you make it, and you're like, oh, this is awful, is it's it good? so hard, <laughs> so hard. The and when is the the next one going to be due out? Well, March. depending, yeah, it'll probably be March or April. 
we're in, yeah, we're in that stage now where you've put one out and you don't think you've got enough compliments about it yet, but you already have to start thinking about how you're going to pay for the next one. Yeah. Which is actually fine. We're there. Yeah. So March, so the, so we've Probably, got uh, yeah. another month and a bit of 2016 like tricks yeah. To, yeah. to play. Some, yeah, some, what yeah. the hell is next, basically? Some more people could die. Some, I yeah. Some don't more know. terrible political decisions could be taken. What more could happen? I mean, I know it's tempting for you saying that, but seriously. No, but honestly. You, so you have uh, in the front of, the, uh, of this issue, you have um, Good Grief. Yes. So yes. You're, you're tuned to democracy, which you actually, it looks like, you built for real in Highgate Cemetery. Yes. Yeah. T- tell us about what that is. How did that come about? That was like the Architecture Foundation. So they built it. We can't take Yeah, we credit. definitely can't take credit. <laughs> um, it was like um, Finn Harper, who's a friend of Bertie's, and he contributed to the last issue, had this idea about a tomb to democracy. But it was more of a, it was like a seed of an idea, and then it kind of, developed into this actually let's make a project actually let's do like actually build it let's do yeah. an event it's a three-day event with lots of amazing brilliant speakers um yeah it was good it was we never expected it so last issue finn did these um housing notices like planning permission notices which he stuck up in uh, i think it was Olgate and then photographed and we ran that as an opening spread in the last one um, and so we kind of met with him thinking that we would develop on that idea of housing and out of it somehow was built this um, Sam Jacobs studio built, engineered and like this massive wooden thing in Highgate Cemetery which was strange but then much of it is strange so these things happen yeah. and it's accompanied by a poem yes. Yes. in the magazine yes, the poem is like a kind of opening eulogy to a year that we're trying to put the boot into and say goodbye to but yeah Finn wrote this great thing all about how shit everything is but potentially could get better but reading it back now I'm like mm. little did we know little did we know well no, this is interesting because so I presume the thing about getting better is the there's the mention of Corbyn yeah so Corbyn's in like, he's the leader yeah yes. uh, I think that you do a very good job in the magazine of you clearly have strong political views, but I wouldn't say that the magazine has a political stance. Mm. The, I, I wouldn't say this magazine is pro-Corbyn. Mm. Any no, more than because it's... we have lots of contributors who riff on our audience or our readers. I think um, the point of this is neither of us are politics students and uh, we explore and engage with politics in a way that we do in day-to-day life with each other and all of our friend group. Um, and that's kind of represented in Mush Pit. So you're not going to read really, really serious, earnest essays about the state of the left in the UK, for example. But every single point from that really earnest essay might be raised in a completely stupid way in a quiz in the back or something, you know, like mm. we want to engage with it directly because it directly affects all of us, but in a kind of I hate that word accessible, but like a relevant way. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I think that the overall feeling you get from that is not one where the ideas have been considered and synthesized and at the end of it here is our final perspective like you've talked to you this is the chaos issue and you've talked about 
the way that this is a conversation that's going on it's, it's still happening and that's how it feels it yeah, feels definitely. like this thing that's going back and forth and we're trying to make our minds of what we think about this yeah. and we have high principles but we also exist do yeah. these stupid things that yeah. you do because you're living in London and yeah. you want to have fun and it's, and it's very easy to like dismiss anyone who has a political opinion in like the day and age of like Facebook statuses about everything where you feel stupid for having an opinion you feel stupid for not having one and yeah. you don't feel like informed enough or yeah you're not able to change your mind on something like around Brexit there was so much discussion and communication that was like as we said as we have learned preaching to the converted yeah um, exactly and like sort of and and then everyone's saying like what's the point in that but I think what we try to do is have an open discussion so one of us might be like pro-Corbyn at one point and then one of us might be doubting it yeah. one of us might be like what's the point in politics at the moment I'm really anti and the other one's like very interested at that moment in time but yeah. it's not yeah like you say it's not set in stone and it's not sort of yeah, being didactic and talking, you know, this is the conclusion yeah, that we've possible. come to. Yeah. So, and that's like very important. Which is actually much more difficult. Yeah. The, the, because the the tendency is to to have your line. Like yeah. the, you you know that this is what you think about this thing, and so then across mm. all social media, you can say this is what you think. Where actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living in a time of great confusion, mm. and I think this magazine reflects. Yeah. That. I mean, we're in a really lucky position, obviously, because uh, we don't really have any limits or kind of um, allegiances. So, for example, like how The Guardian will really publicly announce who their supported candidate is. Like, we can do that in a really stupid way. And then the next day we can post something and be like, actually, we've changed our mind because Shah and me both drank loads of coffee and then we spoke about it and then we changed our mind. Mm. And, like, we're able to do that. And we always talk about the strength in being able to openly change your mind about things, which is something that, on a personal level, which bleeds into the political massively, is so difficult to do. Yeah. Like, so much of this weird, like, alt-right block is because they've backed themselves into a corner of, like, reading Breitbart and blogging about stuff, and then they don't feel like they are able to break out of it because you've formed an identity around it. Whereas, like, exactly. much of it is about kind of fluidity and, I don't know, like, being able, yeah, to change your mind. And so the question is then, how do you, in publishing this magazine, also then try to make a difference with it? Because the, I guess the great advantage to having that lockdown, okay, we are Breitbart, the, we yeah. sign up to this thing. Yeah. I mean, that's this, it's a train. It's this yeah. like yeah. horrifically efficient train yeah, that like it runs its way through the American political system. This is messier and more difficult how do you then spin that into something where you say, we're not happy with what's going on and we're going to try and make a difference with it? I, th I think that's the whole, like, a lot, that leads into a lot of the difference between the left and the right is that the right's narrative is, like, easier to digest yeah. often. And I think the fact, obviously, we're left-leaning, it's quite obvious. Like, maybe yes. we haven't, like, said who our can preferred candidate is, but, like, I mean, we've made them with vodka line socialism t-shirts. It's yes. kind of obvious where we stand. <laughs> Which lefty are you? Assume yeah. As that all our readers are kind of on the left. Exactly. So I think it's, I don't know, I always um, think that spinning it into something that is sort of digestible and a fixed identity is just not something that is possible for us to do. And whether mm. that makes it more difficult for us and in perhaps lots of ways we've made our lives difficult enough by being ad-free blah 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 yeah. so I think it's just going to stay that way because otherwise it would feel inauthentic yeah mm. yeah exactly I mean we spent so many 
God, it must be like years now, a couple of years now in these meetings with marketing people and then being like, you need to be able to sum up your magazine in one line. Like, that's, yeah. you have to be able to do it because otherwise it's not like a sellable thing. And still now, like, definitely can't. And actually, as you grow, you realise that in, the, in our case, that is a strength. It may not be like a PR dream, but it is what it is. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier the um, the structure of the magazine as well because it seems to me with this one I think that the, the different paper stocks oh. <clears throat> make it very clear there are, there, it seems to me there are three sections yeah. to this magazine so you've got the, the first section which I feel like it's both of you in there and you're like you're putting together like the fake ads and mm. the things like that you've got the middle section which is on the glossier paper which is fashion shoots which feels more like um, Charlotte, you're mm-hmm. um, part of it, and then you've got the uncoated paper at the end, which is the essays and the thinking, which it seems to me is better to more your bit. Yeah, we definitely that. split it more than yeah. ever before this time, um, which just worked. There's see, there's like tiny niggle in my stomach of like, is it sad to split it into some cohesive sections? Perhaps yes, but actually like physically printing a piece of writing on the same glossy paper stock as a fashion shoot and a like quiz just doesn't make sense mm. it didn't read well so it wasn't to do with like kind of smoothing out the magazine so much as just like finessing it slightly I don't know I know that sounds like they're the same things but it it just makes sense when you're reading it yeah it was like like you say you were talking about making it digestible I think it was because this one's communicated the ideas like the most thoroughly in terms of what we were thinking to the page it was just having that very subtle structure that maybe wasn't there before which does just make it visually better to read and we couldn't kind of after a while we couldn't ignore that because on issue seven or something people like this is great these ideas are great but like I'm a little bit confused and these are people who would be the three out of ten who got it yeah so I think that was yeah like important for us and also just like us like that was Ben our art director's sort of idea and like relinquishing like one percent of control and letting him (laughs) also it means that we have three kind of magazine tropes that we can play with instead of just one yeah so the back uncoated stuff is meant to be kind of reminiscent of a 70s 80s annual that you would read go back to some stuff in there you'd be like don't understand that read that in four years and then the front bit is kind of your ad busters type yeah. And then obviously the middle is that like brilliant glossy thing that we've always been really interested in parodying, and it has to be on glossy paper, yeah, because it just wouldn't work on anything else. So yeah, that's been a good change. And, and for me, feels like a continuation of this uh, practice of you doing things differently because I mean this is not how other magazines order themselves. No, no. like they all mix things in exactly, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I also noticed there are a lot of pictures of you two in this magazine. Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, there's always quite a few. But this time, I mean, we did once do a shoot involving just ourselves yes. that we thankfully didn't print. But... Oh, my God. The sh- Why? The shredding the rival mags thing was like, we were so excited about that. We were sort of literally thinking the date that we could post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just so hilarious. It's also hilarious. So we, we should tell hearts. people for the, for the benefit oh, yeah. of the podcast who haven't seen this mag, there's a, a shoot which is the two of you shredding 
other independent magazines. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was it was an offset from a shoot with other people in it. Yeah, yeah. Just to <laughs> it's just to clarify that it's in like a glossy editorial by Raphael Bliss. But then obviously there's a shredder, and we were like, hey, you know what's a great idea? Us getting in here. Making some <laughs> Yeah. And we had also like boxes saying HSBC and blah. HMRC. Ta- as H- well. Yeah. Yeah. And tax exactly. And so we were just shredding that along with all the rival mags, making friends as per. Making friends. No, that's not. I think inserting ourselves into the magazine it just makes so much sense like we do it partly for our ego because you have to have a huge ego in order to make a magazine I think especially when there's like two or three of you doing it and partly because it channels everything once you see our faces I feel like so much more of it makes sense like you channel everything through that like voice and character and it's and it's meant to be like in no way are we kind of saying we're this like detached editorial voice that you should believe and trust we're like hi we're two people we do this yeah, like exactly. we wear slightly weird t-shirts and like we don't like our shoes all the time yeah. but and we look we a are. bit similar and are yeah. you related <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get that a lot are you related yes, yes. okay all right it's like the curly hair and bunny tea the bunny tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> so you um, you began by saying that you're a bit stumped as to what is going to come next, but you have this date in mind of March yes. next year. It will happen. Yes. Do you have, are there, are there any ideas washing around at the moment? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. But always we'll wrap the issue and then be like texting about a boy or something. Yeah. I'll be like, for fuck's sake, like, why didn't we do this in time to put an advert for like this? thing in like already the notes have started definitely and that's where it always starts with kind of practical imagined ridiculous products we just wish that we had and then out of that I guess maybe dictionary I mean who knows maybe we'll do like the the marriage engagement I mean that's where 27 will be 27 so wait you're getting engaged no no, but I mean, like, you know, when you're that age. And yeah. Ah, because that's what's happening. But see, and also, it'll be like, and because everyone's so unstable and freaked out, they just want to be in a cocoon of yes. tradition. But none of them have sex. No, no, no. It was just Netflix and engagements. Yeah. It's amazing. I can see a magazine coming to yeah, exactly. before my very eyes. Yes. Exactly. Me too. I don't right. too. Well, I'm looking forward Thank to seeing you. this magazine for real when it comes Thank out. You. Thank you very much Good. for coming Thanks. over and talking. Thanks. Thank you. I'm always supporting. Give us some kind of response to what's going on at the moment. We need it. Yeah. Uh, Someone said, don't agonise, organise. Yeah, that's, really that's good. That's a good one. I think that's it was really Gloria Steinem, so... Maybe she'll be our cover girl. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm off now to try to answer some more emails about awards things. Once again, if you'd like to come to the awards, uh, head over to the Stack website and you'll see we've got lots of stuff on there uh, that will take you through to our Eventbrite page. I'd like to say thanks again to Charlotte and Bertie for uh, braving the rain and, and coming over to speak to me on Monday. Thanks to you, of course, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back again next week with another episode.